What's up, everybody? This is Bob's Three Toad Warriors from Studio 1329 with a word on the street, season one, episode three, titled The Funny Little Fella. Uh, why did I pick that for a show title? Because today I have Mr. Kyle August from the Fantasy Football Fellas joining me on the show. What's up, buddy? Long time no see. Oh, uh, man. I don't know if I, how I feel about that title, but uh, it's all good, man. I'm, I'm pretty pumped to be chatting with you, man, because this is... Uh, we we've ha- we talked about bringing you on to the fellas, and then you beat us to the punch, starting the word on the streets, the the official public version now, man. So that's right, that's I right. I dig it, man. Going public, yeah, yeah. That's all good. It's all good. Take a little sip of my unofficial sponsor, Mister Maker's Mark. That was uh, Cheers. brought to, that was brought to you by you, I think, uh, last weekend. Thank you. Yeah, man. Happy birthday. Hope, glad you, you can enjoy a little drink on me. That's fine. That's, gotta, that's the only way to do it now. Unfortunately, I can't buy anything in the go. bar. So <laughs> There we go. All right, so you can watch and subscribe to all the shenanigans on YouTube. Just look for Bob's Three-Toed Warriors. I don't think there's another one out there. Uh, you can catch the pod on Spotify, Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts, some other ones, and soon, eventually, I should say, Apple iTunes. We'll see. Kyle, where can people find you, sir? Yeah, man, you can check out the Fancy Football Fellas every Tuesday, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, and then you can follow me on Twitter at KyleFFFellas. Man, I'm doing some writing right now for Red Shirts Fantasy Football and for Fantasy Pros, obviously talking Dynasty and, and Fantasy Football and then uh, doing some NASCAR DFS stuff right now too as that's the only thing going. So, yeah, man, just give me a follow over there. You'll be able to find all that, all that junk. But uh, making the podcast rounds, I was excited to make this appearance, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You know, you, you, know, you, you visit with people like, you know, the hitman, you know, and all these big guys. And it's like, oh, here I am, I'm like a comedian at a Walmart strip, you know, <laughs> strip store. <laughs> so uh, thanks for coming on. Dude, it's it's funny because, and you'll find this as like you're, I mean, and you've come on Twitter, it's been funny because I, you and I know each other for a long time. And uh, you just have a, you know, a way, you know, to just kind of connect with people, pull, you know, sure. just get people to talk, you know. And uh, on Twitter, especially, man, you've been connected with a lot of, people that you know i haven't even had the pleasure with not as active on there um you know so i've been seeing you know you picking up but i would say over the time that we've been doing the fellas podcast we've definitely had some you know some really high profile guests or whatever so like when i'm talking to people that don't know anything about the podcast like oh i've talked to you know matt Harmon, who you know at the time was with nfl network and you know and mike wright with the ballers and like dave richard with cbs but like the some of the best interviews i mean those guys are great and the fact that they're even willing to take time to you know hang out with us even for 20 minutes is you know awesome but uh sometimes there are a lot of great people in this industry so sometimes even the better interviews are with just the guys that are just grinding it out you know doing this on the side for fun they got the day job so uh it's definitely a different dynamic when you speak with those people but yeah man this is it's a lot of fun podcasting is uh is man it's it's an awesome hobby to have it's a lot of work but it's it's good stuff so I was I was pumped to see you uh, th- take a little dive in here. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. So, uh, so you know, you never know what's going to happen when you're watching the videos and how I'm going to torment <laughs> Kyle. Y'all can't see this kind of stuff, but I can see this kind of stuff. Oh, what's that? Oh, oh. oh uh huh. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to go that route, I, got, I can't. I, I can't go get it. But there, oh, up I there. can see it. I can. There see we go. It. Yeah, you guys can't see it from here, but that says back to back champ. Uh, in that league, off. baby. It's <laughs> off. Fuck off. Hey, so, man, it's 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 all good. We we've uh we we've you and I have taken home some pretty decent hardware the last couple of years. I feel like in the league we're in. There's the yeah. ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Took me down yeah. in that one. So just damn it, dude. It, 
it the the ones that you lose sting more than you know feel you know sting more than the the glory of winning sometimes yeah. you know it's just yeah. Damn it, Those dude, of you that, who yeah. weren't watching on YouTube there, we were, uh, <laughs> we were showing off each other's trophies and, and competing leagues in the same years. We have uh, way too much crossover in leagues, but it's good times. Dude, yeah. We, it's funny, man, because like, I had a, um, a couple startups this year, and uh, you, know, you were trying to limit some leagues. Seth, my co-host over the fellows, was trying to limit leagues, cut back. And so like, you know, my go-to people you know, to ask to join leagues – couldn't play or didn't want to this year add those leagues so that's fine but you definitely when you kind of take a look back at your all you know the leagues that you're in on an <laughs> annual basis I'm like okay I'm in I'm in all these leagues with Seth or I'm in all these leagues with James I mean there's definitely uh I think we have a I think between like KVAL and uh and Fellas Dynasty I think that is like six crossover people in it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, you, but hey, when you find committed owners, man, it's it's hard to it's hard to find those types of people. So, yeah, especially yeah. if you want to keep it local. Yeah. So, draft went down without a uh, without a without an issue, and uh, you got to be pumped because you've been taking that, moving from there into into writing some things and wrote some articles. As you said, your background definitely has a uh, little NASCAR feel yeah. to it. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but you've been writing some serious articles. Uh, recently, a little NASCAR DFS article. You uh, you had some good winners on there too. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I, this was the first time I dove into writing. I uh, played NASCAR DFS just because I'm a fan of the sport. Obviously, uh, you know DFS is a whole different ball game. You know, you have oh, yeah. to really factor in strategies and and those types of things. So it's you know it's it was different, but and I wasn't 100 percent sure to be to just be honest with you guys. Like I wasn't 100 percent sure what I was doing you know i just i knew like what i was gonna look for and i knew who i thought would be good and i knew kind of what stats and where to find things um but honestly it just came up to opportunity like i write for fancy pros for some fancy football stuff there's probably 20 25 people on that roster you know right now as far as when they throw articles out people are just snatching up those topics so it's hard to get you know as a freelance um it's hard to get opportunities more than maybe one or two a month so unfortunately you know just with the the what the situation we're in right now you know, every site is starting for content. So for us to, you know, for NASCAR to take center stage and for me to be able to jump in an opportunity to go to fancy pros and be like, Hey, you don't, you guys don't really cover this, but you know, I can help you out. I'll just, I'll sure. just do it. So um, yeah, first week uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, NASCAR made their uh, return to the track after two month layoff, like most pro sports. So I wrote uh, wrote an article over at fancy pros for uh, the two races at Darlington that were last Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, you know, I got the winner, right? Uh, so if you, you probably won some cash on Sunday, yeah, that's uh, and then, right? Yep. So he took home the victory. He was my, he was my go-to guy. I ended up getting first, third and eighth of guys that recommended. So that was good. You did get the wrong Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle I, Bush. I, he, he had a good night on Tuesday. He had a good night on, uh, on Wednesday, man. He's, he's always pricey cause he's so damn good. But, uh, Wednesday was, was, was pretty good. I felt like it's hard to write an article, one article for two contests sure. because they change prices and, the strategy does differ. So, um, but hopefully people found it was interesting. If you're just looking, if you're a NASCAR fan, check it out. If you're not, you just want to play some DFS, uh, definitely, you know, still check it out. There's nothing else going on. What are you gonna do? Fucking Korean baseball. I mean, <laughs> you know, so, uh, new, new article will go up either Friday or Saturday. Uh, you know, the week of Memorial day, there's big race on Sunday racing again that following Wednesday. So there's a ton of opportunities right now to get on that. So again, Kyle, if on Twitter, you'll be able to check that out, but, Sure. Yeah, man. 
So I can't remember. Have you been to a race before? Yeah. 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 Here in the Chicago down Chicago. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Man, if they close that down, I'm going to be, it's, it's 40 minutes from us. It's perfect. You can literally drive there, sleep in your own bed. It's cheap. It's cheap as hell. I mean, uh, but you know, it's just, we're up North bro. It's not necessarily the hot spot. So, um, but yeah, yeah, man, it's all good. So another article you put out was uh, some veteran winners. So you put in uh, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. Who's going to be the man there? I think it's I think it's going to be Cooks just based off of I know that they both kind of have some injuries. You know, Cooks has dealt with concussions. He's got whacked pretty good in a few games. Obviously, people remember sure. that Super Bowl game. Um, and I just think he's in line for the most targets. Fuller is is extremely boom bust. And even from coming from me, like I don't mind that variance of my players. Like you know, I'll take you know I know like okay yeah he's going to crap the bed once in a while, but damn when he hits he can hit the problem is you need a guy to hit like at least probably 30 percent of the time to sure. you know fuller is like a one-hit wonder every single year because one he just he's never on the field availability bro you got to be there and you know I, i'm just not taking the shot on uh on fuller in 2020 that there will be plenty of targets to go around maybe randall cobb becomes a little bit more fancy relevant maybe kiki qt comes out of the doghouse and gets some looks but i think cooks is you know he's been a thousand yard receiver every year since his rookie year prior to last year when he, when that offense in LA made the shift, uh, I think cooks is, is really, really talented. My thing about cooks is I want to know what the hell is going on. Why does this guy keep getting moved? Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. Teams? He yeah. definitely, he either, he pisses somebody off or rubs somebody the wrong way. He pisses in people's uh, cornflakes. I guess. Dude, because <laughs> was he, that you? He, he, <laughs> that, what, that wasn't Years me. Ago? That wasn't no? me. I didn't piss somebody. in someone's cornflakes. No, not some, you. You oh. said somebody did. Oh, dude. No, no, I did. Nah, never, yeah, I did not. Uh, no. I did not make that joke. I might've had but, the wrong people. Yeah, but be dude, he, Cooks does something to everywhere he goes. He was in, he was in, his first round pick in new Orleans. They get rid of him after they get Michael Thomas, they ship him out new England for a year. Then he's in LA gets a contract, but that didn't last long. Now he's in Houston. Like yeah. the dude definitely lucks out on landing with good quarterbacks. Yeah, he does. So I'm buying in bro. I have, I have cooks inside my top 20, uh, just, you know, for 2020, I'm buying up in dynasty where I can. Uh, I was just in a startup, um, where he fell pretty far. And unfortunately just, I didn't have the opportunity to take him. Um, but man, like I, I think he's a great value right now in Dynasty. He's still super young, and he's paired with Deshaun Watson. So I yeah. think it's cooks pretty easily for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here's someone: is it is he more of a mirage? Is he a real deal? Is he actually broken out, or did he just have the uh, the luck of being hyper targeted by a crazy man? Uh, Preston Williams versus Devontae uh. Parker. <laughs> Parker. I mean, t- how long did I ride that damn yeah. wagon? <laughs> hey, man, at least you you had a few shares last year, though, still. Right? No, I traded them away last year before well, I yeah. to, to Andy. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, I did uh, have him in a league. that I, I He was like a big piece in a trade, like his rookie year, second year or whatever, and everyone's touting him as, you know, the next A.J. Green and all that, and he just was horrible. And last year, I think I traded him straight up for – I think it was for – D.D. Westbrook I just which was he wasn't horrible but like I was just like whatever I, yeah. I don't want this guy on my team I'm anymore good, and then right. of course he hits um <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of people were in that boat but um man the situation in Miami is interesting if you told me that Fitzmagic was going to be the man you know he's obviously like you kind of alluded to he's crazy right and right. you love that for fantasy because right. this guy just he just he doesn't Chucks care it. he yeah he's going to chuck the ball 
So if he's going to be the starter for, you know, the season, man, I'm buying into this Dolphins offense. Uh, new offensive coordinator, Chan Gailey in Miami. He's worked with Fitzpatrick in, in, in uh, Buffalo and in New York. Uh, in tw- I believe it was the 2015 season, bro. They blew up there with Fitzmagic, 30-plus touchdowns. Uh, Brandon Marshall had a huge year, double-digit touchdowns. Derek Decker was the number two wide receiver. That's perfect. Roll my Broncos. Roll That's them out. perfect, man. But, <laughs> but I mean, I think Tua's going to get a shot. And as much as I like Tua's dynasty prospects, and I'm taking him in Superflex really high, for 2020, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. So um, I like that, uh, you know, I'm, so it's tough to buy in to see what we, you know, from Parker last year when he was a top 10 wide receiver. I think there were winners, though, in the article I highlighted him because uh, even though there's some uncertainty of the quarterback situation and you got to kind of build that in, um, they didn't add anybody on right, offense. Right. Whether it was free agency, they spent a ton of money on defense. On the offense, they added nothing. They added Breida, um, you know, through a draft pick trade, which was fine. You know, they need a run game there. But, you know, this defense is going to be a little bit more improved. So the offense, I think, is going to be um, – or not, you know, not be relied on as much to, you know, bring them back in the game. So – uh, but I think they're winners, though, just from the standpoint of, man, I, I think, uh, you know, there's no competition. They're showing some faith in Preston Williams. He was undrafted free agent a year ago, uh, and they decided they weren't going to bring anybody else in. So either all two of his weapons are, you know, either on other teams or in college right now, or these guys are going to get their opportunity yeah. uh, with two over the next couple seasons. So I, I, like, I like these guys, though, I think longer term once we kind of see what two is. Any, any small glimmer that Fitz could do well enough have a, a well enough winning before wherever their bye week is. I didn't look at where it is season with his old coach to, to hang in there and, and let, and let a heal for just another year. Let him learn. Let him acclimate. Could, could that be a real thing? I, I would, I would love to see it. I mean, I, I think right now that division is wide open. Uh, yeah. with New England no longer there. And we, they no one's, him, bro. you know, yeah. Uh-huh. I want to see how that plays out. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> Patriots, dude. Somehow they are, they're going to like, we're all sitting here bashing. them. like, what the hell are they doing? Why is Cam Newton even out here? And you're not doing anything. Andy Dalton. He, okay. He is now signed like nothing. And then, you know, if they figure it out with Jared freaking sit him, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what we'll, what we'll do. It's just hand them the trophy every year. Uh, but Buffalo is in a good position. You know, they made the playoffs last couple of years. You know, I think that their defense is fairly strong. They added Stefan Diggs, but I do think as long as they are in contention for the division, which, uh, is that hopefully they just continue to ride Fitz magic. The issue is, is that, you know, this is a team that hasn't won in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, they're still kind of getting acclimated to, uh, the new regime there. So yeah. I think there's a chance it's not, it's not impossible, but that's what you need. If you're, uh, if you're relying on Fitz magic as a, you know, super flex quarterback or right. either of these wide receivers for, you know, production, as much as I love these guys long-term. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough with two out the gate. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the Rams and let's talk about the Higby Everett debacle <laughs> because you know, I love some Higby. Yes. Higby. How did that start? That was like a DFS dart. That was totally a DFS yeah. bull crap. <laughs> I'm like, I need $800 more dollars. <laughs> I'll take this tight end Higby and then it goes off for like two touchdowns that week. I'm like Higby for the rest of the next two years. Oh, I know. I'm aware. And all, all everybody listening to the show uh, and, and follows you on Twitter will, will freaking know that too. Yeah. Somehow my, every time I type Higby, my, it auto corrects to all caps. I don't get it. <laughs> um, so, okay. I love me some Higby. Yeah. But Everett was the man 
as far as he was mm-hmm. until he got hurt. Yep. And then it's a new season. Right. So that's the thing, man. It, you mentioned it. You know, Everett had a nice, nice run there. And he was finally, you know, tight ends take so freaking long to, you know, break mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's a tough position. And Everett is somebody that I really liked based off of, you know, McVeigh hand picked him his first year there. You know, he had the prior, you know, Jordan Reed years and all that when McVeigh was in uh, Washington. And then he handpicks in the second round, Gerald Everett, right? So I had Everett on a lot of teams and I, he, you know, pretty much Devontae Parkered me. I got, I cut bait, I was done. And then he hits, um, you know, and Higby did nothing until right. Everett went down. So it's easy to kind of, you know, color by numbers a little bit and be like, okay, well, you know, that it's still Everett, right? But right. but Higby though had Drew such me, an amazing breezes back. Let me uh, let me put breeze <laughs> back in and take out the backup. Exactly, you know. But Higby's run was so good, man. And they've given him a contract. They like him there. Um, you know, you have to factor that in, even though you know not all of that is always fancy relevant. You know, if you're you you can still draw some conclusions from that. So I think Higby is is definitely uh, I think out of the two, straight up in a vacuum, which. I've never met anyone in a vacuum, but if they had to make that decision, uh, I'd go Higby. You know, I think that he did enough. This offense is going to look different, you know, than what we saw the last few years, the three wide receivers and Gurley being leaned on. This could be RBC, uh, multiple tight ends, but I'd lean Higby. The issue is he's getting ranked like yeah. super high right now. Getting so the hype machine. I'll take, when you factor that in, I'd rather take the little bit of a, a scratch off with Everett that, you know, hey, when they were both on the field, Everett got the looks. Yeah. And, and see how it goes. And, or, or take the know. safe bet and just roll over to a different developing guy and yeah. end up what, tight end seven or six because he got one extra touchdown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, there's, very, there's a lot of risk with Higby because you're going to have to pay the price. And if he doesn't hit, now you're in Streamsville. But if you take the risk on Everett and he doesn't hit, you're already there. Who cares? So, you yeah. know, you just have to play it out. But it, that's a difficult situation because it, it's not one that I'm going to be I'm I'm not going to be a part of it, unfortunately, unless it's some Everett and some you know some dynasty leagues or discounted in deeper leagues, um, tight end premium something like that. But yeah. Otherwise, even drafting Everett out of the gate, you know, it's going to be hard to start him in week one without knowing you know what's going on. But yeah. Um, and then they drafted. Uh, I always mix up all of their all the tight ends <laughs> that got drafted late that uh, landed in bad spots. But they drafted a tight end in the third round. So it's just like which is man fairly high for a tight end. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't any big-time tight ends in this draft class. <clears throat> Cole Komet was a second-round pick. I don't sure. know. I don't believe there were any other second-round tight ends. Um, you know, New England started, you know, take, uh, you know, New England, Troutman in, uh, in New Orleans, uh, the Rams. Like, they started coming off around in the third. So, you know, as far as this draft class, like you said, that's pretty high. So, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, a, it's a sticky situation. I think that Rams offense is definitely an interesting case study uh when we're heading into 2020 because i mean shit they could look way different um than what we saw last few years sure sure so i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay on the uh the realm of these back-end guys because all the top guys are gonna talk about all day long so yeah so uh on this week's this past show from the fellas episode with co-host seth you talked about aj brown and this is what you said Brown is the only show in town. <laughs> so peace among worlds. You people can't see it, but that just happened if you're uh, only listening to the audio. Uh, so, so I picked up Corey Davis for a fourth in yes. the league, and then I flipped him about an hour later um, for a second Calvin Ridley. 
Um, so I'm okay with that. But yeah. that wasn't my point of this. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to find a way to put this awesome shit I made into the show. In there. But the reason I went and, and, and did throw a pick on him is because I, I think he has a lot more talent being mm-hmm. the former draft he was, the former the still talent he is. Um, and the community in general just hates on him. So why do you? So when we were talking about him on the Fellows Podcast, uh, we were looking at 2020. And uh, this is a run first offense, even though yes. they lost a little bit on the offensive line, they're still going to run the ball. Derrick Henry is going to be, you know, what this offense runs through. Uh, you have the kind of the fact too of, you know, Ryan Tannehill had a tremendous second half. Even with that, there really wasn't anybody else there. The unsustainable. as they Exactly. Say. <laughs> um, but even when in that period of time at the at second half of uh, the 2019 season, it was pretty much Brown. There wasn't really anyone else getting much fantasy love as far as you know, yeah. putting up points or whatever. So for 2020, I do purely think it's, it's AJ Brown. And that's really it just because I don't think there's enough room uh, in this offense for, for two wide receivers <clears throat> to be fantasy relevant. So, well, you know what the real issue is, right? What's that? Uh, I don't know if you saw it yet, but Henry goes down in the third week with an yeah. ankle. Mm-hmm. Did you not see that yet? No. Yeah. It was on Twitter like crazy. It just, <laughs> it just, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And then they're going to start airing it out. Corey Davis uh, all day long. Uh-huh. I, I, <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, I think he's I, a good guy to stash on, on the end of your bench in a dynasty oh, league. Dude, I think the best thing that happened to Davis over the last year is that the Titans have – they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. It was, wasn't a surprise, I guess. But it's more than likely now that he's going to move on. He has – you know, he's been – you know, he was a fifth <laughs> overall pick. Um, so he's got some draft capital. He's still super young. He just turned 25 uh this year already so you know he'll be heading into the 2021 season 26 years old you know he's just gotta you know depending on the landing spot i think if you can get him for that price tag you know you got him for a fourth as a 10 teamer but still i'd i i know i have a late third i don't mind doing that like just moving on with that get Corey davis it's a scratch off ticket for next year if he if he lands you know somewhere poor or whatever who cares yes, you know right yep yeah i saw someone on twitter that, that put a little thing out there that said uh what if Corey Davis ended up in Green Bay, which I think would be pretty sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever their new quarterback is going to be, because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think, you know, he's somebody that could land. He's obviously going to have to take a discount um, based off of his production so far. So, I mean, there's an opportunity then where he could land almost anywhere, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that little one, two-year prove-it deal and then uh, work it yeah. for I love it, man. So I, I loved the deal for you to pick up Davis um, on that. It's just for 2020, I like, I like Johnny Smith, you know, as a talent, you know, he's been somebody that I've just ever like tight ends always just waiting, 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 right. waiting, waiting. But even now, like Walker was pretty much right out of the way last year and he didn't really do too much. Now we're going to go the full off season knowing that Johnny Smith is the guy, but even that I have a hard time like really buying in. Like, is he any different than, Everett even who like we talked about or right. you know this like the, the Jarwin crew that'll be just down there at the you know in the 12 through 15 range like I don't know so yeah. it's difficult to buy into this passing game and uh but and of course AJ Brown is the new hotness so everybody I know that. I just love the way you said he was the only one in town I don't truly believe he's the only talent in town I just feel like he's the only one being pulled out of the wallet and swiped at the at the, at the checkout line yes yes <laughs> Leave the other well, credit card. Now it's a chip wallet. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I just used my phone. <laughs> Google Pay. Hello. Can I get a sponsorship, Google? Google Pay. Hello. 
Um, all right, you ready for some listener questions? I got two of them for you. Oh, sure. Let's do it. Right. Nice. I got one you know about and one you don't. So here we go. The, uh, the first listener question comes from a listener of both of our shows. All right. <laughs> Even though they listen to yours unintentionally. Oh, hey, that's fine. <laughs> they listen to yours while I'm in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes in from E.T. Phone Mahomes. Yep, that's my wife. <laughs> I was going to say, the, yeah, hopefully everyone listened to that through. That's hilarious. Hopefully everyone uh, listened to that through. <laughs> so this will be your fourth year playing. Fourth season, got the wife playing, the ladies in the, in the uh, couples league. It's yes, great. sir, man. For your fourth year playing, she wants to know this. What makes Patrick Mahomes so great? Obviously, she thinks he's great because her team name is E.T. Phone Mahomes. It's her keeper last two years in, her, in the league. So what makes him so great? I mean, Andy Reid don't hurt. His <laughs> offense is not tremendous. Uh, obviously, Mahomes, as far as his skill set, elite arm talent, the ability to re- remain mobile without, you know, he – he doesn't rush for a lot of yards, but he can obviously put himself in good positions to extend plays. And mm-hmm. um, you're also talking about a guy that, you know, is in an elite offensive scheme and yep. he has two of the most elite weapons. When you yes. talk about, you know, Tyreek Hill is his own animal. I don't care what anyone says about, you know, three, three, what? Can't forget McCall Hardman. Oh, get out of here with that. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is his own animal, dude. So, <laughs> And he's, it's perfect. So, and then yeah. you got Travis Kelsey, who's just obviously an elite tight end yeah. and can do things that nobody else can do. So yeah, man, it's just, it's a perfect situation for him. His wep, his weapons have always been awesome. Uh, his, this offense has continued to just churn out fancy numbers year after year after year. I think we'll see something kind of in between what we saw the last two seasons, you know, 50 touchdowns, hard to replicate, but even last year he missed two games, but he still only had 26 um, passing touchdowns I think he'll be somewhere in that 33 to 35 range um, and you could be happy with that you know it's just it's just uh paying the cost you know, the price tag yeah one yeah. QB leagues best yeah. of luck to you and then in super flex that's a first rounder you got you know so you're paying mm-hmm. up you know yeah. but uh yeah. dude's a beast and he's he's gonna be for a while so yeah. we're just it's his world we're living in it yeah I think I, I think I literally what you're saying I think I figure out why one of the things that makes him a smart he's He's a smart runner, and the fact that when he rolls out, mm-hmm. you know how he, I feel like more often than not he looks back at the ref. Yeah, <laughs> if he threw the damn flag, like did someone hold? Do yeah. I stop running? Can I, yeah, can I just can I give this a heave downfield now? Yeah. You know, yeah, because it don't matter or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's a second question for you. This one's coming in on Twitter. Uh, one of my followers and a guy you might just know, Mr. Dan Cook, at his uh, Twitter handle is at SeahawksDan8, the number eight, at SeahawksDan8. He's a great yeah. guy, uh, great podcast, the at IDP Nation. It's a great podcast, and he definitely has his hands full keeping his co-host Hollywood <laughs> in line. That's a true uh, story, right? I, I hung out I hung out with those guys a couple weeks ago yes, uh, on their show. And damn, dude, yeah, they're they're fun, man. And uh yeah, Hollywood, he's yeah, he's good times, man. Yeah. I, I'm sure he, I'm sure he'll make an appearance on here one of these days. Oh, I'm sure. Good people. Yes. So uh, he says uh Sutton or Judy. I think he's attacking me in, in my brown. Uh, <laughs> Sutton or Judy, who's gonna have the more productive this season? Who's going to be more productive? Sorry, I read that wrong. Who's going to be more productive this season? Same idea. Yeah. So, unfortunately, and I, I don't, um, 
I don't want to always just lean on this. Uh, you yell at my quarterback? I think, no, I think, I think what's going to happen is across the league, it's going to be very difficult mm-hmm. for these rookies to acclimate. Uh, mm-hmm. It's already a difficult thing to do to make the transition into the NFL. Judy is uber talented and in, in dynasty, I would take Jerry mm-hmm. Judy over uh, Quentin Sutton. I think Sutton's op- is a, is a beast. And the fact that your Broncos loaded up on all these weapons, yeah, they do. Rulock has no excuse. They have given him every single opportunity. I think with all of these guys, um, they all have, you know, unique skill sets, you know, Sutton is a downfield, you know, big body threat. Judy's a hell of a route runner. Fant is a mismatch for anybody trying to line up on him. Uh, they gave him two good backs. I mean, and, and they've added some secondary pieces with Hamler and, you know, not even going to try bothering saying the other guy's name, but Albert O. Uh, but the thing when I'm just – They just running backs too. Dude, I, I, loved, I loved the Gordon signing for you guys just because I think that he offers, you know, everything. Uh, it's, I think it's mis, uh, misnomer that Lindsey is such a good pass catcher. He hasn't really added that part to his game yet. But um, because he's small, like everyone thinks he is. Yeah. Um, but to, to those two wide receivers – I think Sutton this year is in for another big season. Over 1,100 yards, six touchdowns with that mismatch quarterback situation last year. I think he can put up at least, you know, another 1,100, 1,200 yards. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he hits eight, maybe 10 touchdowns. You know, I think he has that opportunity. Judy, I think, is just going to be in a tough spot of um, trying to get acclimated to this offense. Yeah. Uh, but once he does, man, I think I love that you guys brought in Pat Shermer as an OC. Uh, he has had success in this league pretty much you know, as an offensive coordinator. So I, I really, I really do like both these guys long-term. I think Judy's the guy long-term. I think Sutton's one for 2020 and mm-hmm. man, all, I was so surprised. I mean, I get it. Like this, this running back class is hot, but I mean, damn dude, like the lamb and Judy, I mean, on both our teams, right? Yeah. Like they were, they, people are not even considering them most of the time inside the top five in one QB. And it's just like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I think this, you got to, I think people are overestimating a little bit on on Dobbins and Acres for me. I I would I would take those wide receivers, and I think Judy being a little bit of the cheaper one probably too. Uh, even though I've I have seen him go as a wide receiver one in rookie drafts and a few I was in, um, he's got a lot of upside. So yeah. you know, and I think he's he's in an interesting spot. You know, the quarterback situation isn't picture perfect yet, but I do like the situation around him. Yeah. So asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who's your RB1 for this year's production? Yeah, if you have the 101. Out of the rookie class? <laughs> yeah, out of the rookie class. Yeah. The, the running back one for this year is uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, I mean, he's just – he's in a perfect scenario. Uh, his competition is pretty minimal. Uh, we loved all of these rookie running backs, and obviously we still do based off ADP, but – it's crowded. It's crowded. A lot of these places. We didn't, we didn't land. There wasn't anybody that landed in a picture perfect spot. No. There weren't a lot of seats anyway. Um, yeah. But these guys all landed somewhere where, you know, there's either somebody there, you know, a veteran guy or, you know, I mean, acres, I guess is the only other one that could compare, but to Edwards Hilaire, I guess, but his game is, it just fits that offense. Perfect. I mean, yeah. I think he's, he's already been drafted inside the top 12 in ADP. Um, for 2020 in a lot of places that I've seen. I mean, he's, he's being ranked inside uh, as far as at the running back position. I mean, so I think yeah. he's pretty clear cut the top running back for 2020 when you're talking about this rookie class. Yeah, that's fair. To be fair. Yeah, the rich get richer, you know? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. so here's a, uh, here's a question that I'm, I'm uh, I think, I think in preseason here, I'm going to ask all my guests. Sure. 
who is, and this is for, for redraft or for this season, however you want to say it, but it's for this year's finishes and, and mainly for redraft <clears throat> because that's what you think of this year's season, right? Sure. Rank dynasty because then you start putting in youth and all this other crap. Um, but who's a, so individually, who's a quarterback and then who's a running back and who's a wide receiver that you can easily see finishing in the top five of their position, mm-hmm. but you can probably draft beyond that or obviously beyond that but beyond the you know 13th or later so yeah so the quarterback for me that I'm gonna hype up probably a lot uh, I think there's obviously some risk to it based off of the injury last year uh, but Matthew Stafford yep I knew uh, you were going there. I mean, <laughs> Love depending, it. On, depending on where you're looking man I mean I looked at at uh at CBS ADP is kind of hard to find right now for a redraft mm-hmm. um but Matthew Stafford quarterback 19 off the board yeah. right now that is insane value and he took uh, off hot at the beginning of last season until he dude, got hurt. Absolute beast. He was on pace for 5,000 yards, just under 40 touchdowns through those first eight games. New OC Daryl Bevel in Detroit. Uh, just give me. Give me that. Yeah. You know, they didn't add a lot of pieces to the offense, so maybe the defense does get a little bit better because they did yeah. commit some resources there. And the back is, is tough. Yeah. But um, this is the first time Stafford's ever missed time. So, yeah. you know, obviously late in his career, it's a little different. But I think, dude, Stafford, I mean, if his price tag goes up, yeah, he'll pr- outprice himself for me. But – I mean, damn, if he's sitting there outside the top 15 at, at there's, QB. There's a lot of hot names that are going to keep his, him down, I think. He's yeah, kind of like, uh, this is where my name issue comes in. I have a, I have a disease. <laughs> <laughs> used to be the Chargers quarterback. Oh, yes. Phillip, yeah, Phillip Rivers. Uh, yeah, this is, where think, your, this is where your Phillip Rivers, you know, I'll just take him in the, in the third, you know, second to last round or whatever mm-hmm. comes in. It's just all reliable. He can ball out. Yeah, I think the other guy, too, that, um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to have some tough decisions on Burrow this year with that, you know, just with the rookie hype a little bit. You know, he's yeah, got some nice, 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 yep, weapons. absolutely. So, Burrow, Daniel Jones is somebody that I'm really high on um, this year. I have him ranked ever, around 15th, but he has, his ADP is higher than Matthew Stafford. I would take Matthew Stafford over Daniel Jones, um, you know, so – I, I think I mean you probably knew I was going that route, but I, I love Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Oh, I yeah he's uh he's 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 earmarked on my uh <laughs> on my on my list there. Uh, he was he was top five in points per game last year. Like you said, he was on absolute fire. What did he go for in uh in that trade? Was that you or was that uh Brandon? Um, I didn't trade? I did not. Uh, oh, he went for a second rounder. Oh my god! I, I know what he went for. Now that you I know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, he went for a yeah. second rounder. Yeah. He'd be for a third. I, I couldn't believe that. I was so – I was like, I didn't have any picks and two, the time. And so. a Superflex League for those yeah. who, are, who don't know what the hell we're Sorry. talking about yes. randomly. Super, Superflex League, 10-teamer, but <laughs> – 10-teamer, yeah. I mean, still, these quarterbacks are valuable, and yeah. I don't have a quarterback so anymore. So, <laughs> at the I'll time, really I was – talk after the show. I was um, At the time, I was like, damn, <laughs> give me. Yeah. And I just didn't have the pick. And I, I thought he was kidding. Yeah. But uh, That's awesome. I don't know, man. So, But Matthew yeah. Stafford, real QB, I dig it. What about at – Running back. Running this one, back. this one's a little bit tough. I think that um, to finish top five is going to be. Yeah, you got Saquon. Uh, yeah, I, there's just there's so many good guys in that top ten that I, you know, at quarterback, I think you can definitely see you see though, and, and even at wide receiver, you see guys kind of move in and out of that mm-hmm. that very top. You know, you can have just you know everything clicks in a year at running back. I think that it's you know if you're not in the top five in ADP, the, even the next five guys are the guys that are kind of fill those yeah. gaps. Yeah. So. And I don't think his ADP is going to stay here because I have seen him, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. But based off of CB, CBS ADP right now, running back 15 is Miles Sanders. Um, uh, yeah. So 
and I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the fellows podcast. We went through my waters, my running back rankings. I do think that Sanders upside is a little bit capped. So to say, is it going to be the top five? It could finish in the top five is a little tough when I'm, you know, cause it seems like I'm talking now to both sides of my mouth, no. but this is I think you're that, taking a shot with the, the, what was it? 15th pick or whatever, you know, yeah, you're not, yeah. You're not spending so, the fifth pick. Right. So, I mean, I, I think he, he definitely has some, I think he's going to be a running back one this year. I, if he's going to be top five, it's going to be a little bit tough just because we haven't seen a running back get more than 210 carries under Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. But man, in that, those last seven games, let, once Howard went down, they gave Sanders the reins. He killed it, and they didn't sign anybody of significance in free agency yet. Right? There's nobody really of significance out there now. Like if they signed Melvin Gordon, I wouldn't have been surprised, right? right. Just because right. 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 they've been two-headed ever since Peterson's been there. They didn't draft anybody. Freebird. I'm not worried. Yeah, like that. I'd be fine with that. I'm not yeah. worried about that. So like Sanders is going to be the, the the main guy. He's not going to see 350 touches. But if he gets up to 270, he's going to be good enough to be, you know, top 10. And yeah. he could be uh, – and I love the receptions last year, too. That's a nice sure. floor. So, Sanders yeah. is the guy for me. There's a, there, is, there are a lot of names that I like at running back this year. It's just when you're looking at that upside, it's, uh, it's tough to find somebody with top five upside outside the top 12 in ADP. Sure. Sure. I get that. That's why, that's why the, it was a challenging, fun question to me. You have Sanders in a bunch of spots. I do. Dynasty, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you got, do you have Do you have him? Uh, is he one of your I'm five cap. million? Yeah, and cap. Damn, yeah. dude, you got a bunch of great values in that league. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll stay off that though. That's the time for another talk uh-huh. for another time. Um, yeah, I feel like Sanders' scenario is very much like Devontae Parker's scenario. It's like things go right, it could be freaking amazing. Yeah, and if things don't go right, it could be a pretty ho hum ho hum good good finish, but average. Sure. So uh wide receiver this one should probably be a little bit easier i think yeah so i was going through here when you sent me this i was like calvin ridley pow like he's my dude right (laughs) sure he was my dude last year people are getting hot on him he is now at least again according to cbs adp right now driven up he's in the top 12 i'm like well shit (laughs) like i ain't gonna get him i ain't gonna get him uh i can't pick him here for this topic that's right you know so like but you just did anyway I love that. I, I, do I, that. I, I, I did. I didn't take him. I, I kind of did. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the guy, the guy that I'm going to pick. And again, I don't think this AD, I don't think this ADP is going to stick either. Kind of the same thing along the lines of Miles Sanders. But I'm going to go back to Detroit. Your boy. Galladay. Galladay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> love Kenny, Galladay. Kenny Galladay, bro. Wide receiver 17 right now in ADP over at CBS. I think that does go up. You know, he's going to be inside the top 15 for sure. Probably close to the top 12. Um, in ADP, once it shakes out, I think he's got some serious upside. He, you know, he, I believe he was wide receiver six and half point PPR last year. He was a beast. Um, finally got those touchdowns to come with, you know, the targets that we saw. He's had, wasn't a target monster, um, but he, the guy, you know, he can get it done. Uh, he was on pace. This was on pace numbers. I did this um, in preparation for your fine show. Uh, Thank you, with, sir. With the eight games with Matthew Stafford, extrapolate that over 16, which obviously is funky math, but gives you an idea. He was on pace for 70 receptions, just under 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns, and that would have broken down to 243 fantasy points and a half-point PPR. That would have been wide receiver two. So, nice. yeah, I mean, cut the touchdowns to more reasonable. That's fine. I think the 70 and 1,300 is doable. They didn't add anybody else there, so you're talking about, you know, Hawkinson taking a step. Okay. Like, you know, I still think there's enough to go around. Um so I dig it, man. Galladay for me is top, is right now he's in, I think he's wide receiver eight 
in my rankings without pulling it up in front of me, but he's top 10. So I think he's going to be a great value if he's sitting there outside the top 12 in ADP. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree. I love some Calibay. I wish I had some shares. I don't have any shares. I and, traded uh, my, one of mine away last year as well. Oh, man, dude. Um, and I yeah, just love fun. saying his name when he scores those touchdowns. He is an absolute beast. Now, did I hear you right? I think I did. Did you just say that um, – Turning eight games into sixteen, the hashtag math was difficult. <laughs> I, it's it's Did difficult. You say doubling was difficult. It's, it's difficult to buy into. I think you're. Oh, gotcha, I think gotcha, you're okay. You're, I was like, you're, the you're math. On a, you're on a slippery slope. Oh, believe me, the oh, yeah. the best thing that happened to me this off season was knowing that every time I talk about Matthew Stafford, <laughs> I look at his stats and like, oh, that's up. That's eight games. That's done. It's not like oh, he played twelve. So if he would have played, this was his pace. It's perfect. So. I love that Matthew Stafford played eight games last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, I, I yeah. and uh, I will give I'll give these guys a plug just because I was hung out with them last uh, last night. I was on with the Dynasty War Zone and um, we talked uh, we talked Detroit Lions on that show. Sure. And Dan, I, I think that offense is going to be really fun for fantasy. I hope Hogginson takes a step, but even if he doesn't, I love Stafford this year. I love Galladay. I think Marvin Jones is a you know you talked about this for 2020 and you talked redraft. I still think you can utilize this information for dynasty. Like if you're in a, you know, if you're in a win now, go get Stafford. You know, I, I'm totally, I'm fine with overpaying a, a bit. Just, you know, when you have that championship trophy, ain't nobody going to remember what you paid, you know, exactly right there. Damn, damn it. Uh, but same thing with uh, Marvin Jones. And by the time, yeah. if people are, if people hear me this off season, they're going to know the name Marvin Jones, because I, I think that he's going to be in for a really nice season. Um, paired with Matthew Stafford in that offense he was he was on pace for a really nice year so yeah um, that was that was a question uh, someone put out there the most disrespect not disrespect but you draft him here and he always finishes you know 20 spots yeah. higher or whatever and I my I had two people in my head and the first one I said was Marvin Jones yeah and the second one I said was on the Rams Robert Woods <laughs> oh yes 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 that was the answer absolutely I think both of them could have qualified so I think that um yeah, what we see with the tough part about uh, that about Marvin Jones is like he has those like monstrous like that one monstrous game. I think he had like three a, touchdowns. Yeah, something nuts. Yeah, right. But he's still good. You know, the rest of those he's he's still fine. It's just people see that and they're like, oh my god, what an outlier games. Like, yeah, but look at you know, it's not you know, he's not Will Fuller out there. You know, yeah. I, I do feel yeah. like Jones is a little bit more of a complete player, and. He's had, he had a double-digit touchdown season in Cincinnati. Like he, you know, he's been around for a while, so he's not sexy. People don't want him. But if I'm in a, if I'm in a dynasty league right now and I can scoop him up on a cheap, you know, as a and plug him into my wide receiver three, that's perfect. You know, there's a difference. When you're talking about Amari Cooper being a pain in your ass for 50% of the games, and he's your wide receiver one, that can get annoying. When yeah. you're talking about Marvin Jones being, you know, a freebie, yeah, plug him in, done. Yeah. I got yeah. him. I got him in a in that deep in that startup. Uh, super deep. Uh, I got him as my wide receiver five. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, yeah. okay, I'm good. Sure. I have, and weirdly enough, I have, uh, I have Robert Woods on that team too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So yeah, I, go. I'm respecting these guys. <laughs> there you go. So before I let us go, I'm going to, I'm going to give you one uh, Marvin Jones uh, scenario for, for the misses. So we're sitting there and she's in the league and in about two minutes before game time, she's, she's reading the blurb as it's, as it's cold told, she'll ask me for advice and I won't give it to her. I said, I said, read the blurb, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, make her do her own research. And yeah. And so she ends up benching him two minutes before the game. She sits down, we're watching red zone, Marvin Jones touchdown. She's like, 
damn it. Whatever. <laughs> it's one. Who cares? Yeah. So 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 now she's she's like, you know what? I'm gonna make some cookies. <laughs> so she she can still see the TV. She can still hear. We're like, you know, <laughs> I don't live in a mansion. Um, <laughs> Uh, so she's you know she's she's making them and uh, I'm like babe another touchdown for him what I'm going to my room I'm gonna read <laughs> he scores again she's like now she's like yelling at the league yeah <laughs> on, on our group chat it's hilarious dude that that's I I've lived through those painfuls you know where you where you make that call and you just have to yeah man you gotta really just decide like. I think Seth started doing this when we co-owned a lot of teams together over the last couple of years and we'd be making a tough decision. And he'd literally tell me, he's like, well, I could live with myself if he mm-hmm. blows up on my bench, but mm-hmm. I would kick myself if this guy, you know, wasn't, you know, started. So yeah. sometimes whatever, man, whatever makes it more enjoyable, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, if it's that damn close, uh, yeah. you know, go with what you're most comfortable with and, and you know, who knows what will happen, but that's, that's hilarious, man. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take us out here. So on our next show, I will have a special guest, Mr. Breezy B. He's a good buddy of mine from t- the Twitterverse, and we're gonna be covering dynasty rankings since many of you are still in the dynasty state of mind. Um, Kyle, why don't you remind these people that have a uh, little built-in disease uh, where they can find you? Uh, man, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle FF Fellas. Uh, you can find I'll post all my content there, obviously, but Fancy Football Fellows Podcast, Fancy Pros, uh, football content, NASCAR DFS. Apparently, hell yeah, it's back. And then uh, <laughs> and uh, Retro's Fancy Football, right in there, a couple articles a month at least. I'm going to be breaking down some of the coaching changes uh, from the uh, this offseason and taking a look at how it's going to affect these offenses. So going to be doing that series over there and then uh, hopefully still be doing some that NASCAR DFS every week. So just looking for a break, looking for something else, you know, DraftKings, all it takes, you know, you can play for free, play for quarter, don't matter, sure. get, you know, if anything else, follow me on Twitter, give me a click, so they keep letting me do this damn thing, you know? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Dude, it's been awesome recording with you. I appreciate it, I love it. The guy who brought me into fantasy football, that's a story for another time. Yes, we gotta do um, that show, we gotta do that show sometime. We, we shall do that, <laughs> and uh, I can be found on Twitter at Bob's Three Toad, that is the number three, not the word three, and on YouTube at Bob's three toad warriors and that's all for this show this has been bob's three toad warriors and special guest kyle august from the fellas reminding you that soon enough you'll be able to hit the waiver wire set your lineups and dominate your opponents until next time see ya <laughs>